2: Just follow me, cause we need a little controversy, because it feels so me. I'm All saying, right, now listen, nobody so not happy me, about
3: this than me. I know the sound quality isn't that great, because I am doing the show from my phone. Now, I have been assured by that artificial intelligence core at Comcast that this could come on at any minute. However, uh, I let her know I mean business. I threw one of Dan Prof's laptops against the wall just to frighten her. So hopefully it will go on soon and I can log into the studio. However, we are still going to move forward because I have squirrel hands back and we have spent quite a couple of days here preparing for today's show because I knew going into it, these weekends from now until the election when the Democrats usurp the next election, there will be intense propaganda some of my favorite propaganda shows are the ones we all remember for decades that used to have some kind of a semblance of dignity and no longer do such as meet the press so if you wouldn't mind squirrel hands hit the meet the press clip <laughs> There's a stand-in with a woman who may be transgendering. Nobody flipped her over. That's a lot of drama. Honey, okay, did you get the right clip? All right, you can get rid of the Nathan Press clip. What they were going to talk about is have Elizabeth Warren on there, who's going to pretend she isn't a multi-multi-millionaire from buying foreclosed properties and flipping them or she wasn't a lawyer who specifically worked on lobbying efforts to carve out how much interest they could charge people, the whole time being a champion for the people. So we've got Elizabeth Warren. But more importantly, it was propaganda about the oligarch war. Ihor Kolomoisky, I believe you refer to it as Ukraine, and some refer to the actor Comedian as President Zelensky, who's doing a fantastic job and in the grand scheme of theater will receive an Oscar for the most obvious fraud, who somehow has the audacity to lean on a country that has given in excess of $32 billion to him, and nobody wants to talk about what's in it for us. Is that a question that somebody should ask? Or is Ukraine just to to be thought of as that relative we all have who can't seem to manage his own bills and we just have to keep funneling money into him in hopes that one day he hits the lottery? Because that's the way it seems to me. If you wouldn't mind, squirrel hands, play me Zelensky.
4: Tonight, for the first time since the beginning of the war, two top U.S. officials met with President Zelensky in Kyiv Sunday, according to an advisor to the Ukrainian president, although no official confirmation from the U.S. government so far. At a press conference before the meeting at one of the capital's subway stations, doubling as a presidential bomb shelter, I asked President Zelensky about his message to the U.S. secretaries. Why
5: is it important for high-ranking U.S. officials to visit the Ukrainian capital? And what do you plan to tell them? One cannot come to us empty-handed,
4: he says. And we expect not just gifts or some cakes. We are expecting specific things and specific weapons. Weapons, the Ukrainians insist, are needed.
3: Now, I want you to think about the audacity of this. Right now, as we speak, I know we're after Earth Day. But right now there's two more fuel depots on fire at the Ukrainian-Russian border. Two more. Now, Russia, they're on the Russian side of the border, so they didn't blow it up. Or is it one of those drastic false flags like the CIA and their presentation of this whole conflict to us? Obviously, Zelensky and the Ukrainians have set on the fuel depots and have attacked now three plus a chemical uh, plant. I know, what it, where's all the Democrats with Earth Days, And now he has the audacity to say, don't come empty-handed. Hey, dummy, we've already given you $32 billion. You have yet to mention what's in it for us. Not once have I heard how you're going to repay the debt. Does anybody want to talk about it? I understand we just gave another $500 million of printed funny money from the Democrat mafia for your economy. The whole time, our costs are doubling and tripling. Was I supposed to talk about Twitter? I'm very excited about Twitter. It's over with. Let's move on. I want to save the country. And the idea that what's going on is we are fighting World War III. We are weaponizing them. It is our bombs that are used to blow up these fuel depots by the very Democrats who tell me I have to stop driving so much because I'm hurting the environment. That is what needs to be taken to task. And somebody better answer the question of exactly how are we going to get our money back? because there's all kinds of other things that are going on here. Get me uh, Gonzalez Loria, if you don't mind, squirrel hands. Now, everyone, just wait a little while. He's gotta search for it. He's not useless, he's got tiny hands on top of it.
6: Well, on April 17th, Gonzalo Lira, an American Chilean journalist married to a Ukrainian woman living with their children in Kharkiv, Ukraine, disappeared after posting this ominous message to Twitter. You wanna learn the truth about the Zelensky regime? Google these names. If you haven't heard from me in 12 hours or more, put my name on this list the list of names include... it right
3: there squirrel hands see the reason he's saying this is people have been disappearing in the ukraine i mean i know we think that there was not a war going on for seven years but there was and that was between the ukrainian government and ukrainian citizens who called for a cleaner less corrupt government as ukraine was the third most corrupt country in the world which does explain why they hired joe biden's son but they've been disappearing in the old-fashioned way that we haven't seen since the other Nazis were uh, called the Gestapo, and
6: they were taking away dissidents. Go ahead, you can continue to play it there, Squirrel Hands. Voldemir Struk, the mayor of Cremina, a town in Donbass, Struk was kidnapped from his home and shot in the heart for what has been described as pro-Russian separatist activities. Nestor Shufrich is a Ukrainian parliamentarian and politician who refused to condemn Russia's actions in Crimea and the Donbass. He was later arrested for allegedly providing the invading Russian military with locations and other intel about the defending Ukrainian now army. I'll ask their Twitter Taksir, as
3: well, You realize people think of Ukraine as if it was Kansas. You have no idea the turmoil, the fighting, the civil war that's been going on for seven years, never to be mentioned. All of a sudden, we are blindly weaponizing a government that has been accused of atrocities, yes, war atrocities, long before Putin put his troops on the border and took the bait. Long before that. Continue playing there, Squirrel Hint.
6: There is a 70-year-old Ukrainian journalist, satirist, and critic who was detained in early March also for allegedly holding pro-Russian views. The list goes on. Here, they just take your internet down. See, this is about talking against the government. This is what the the broader point and the broader
3: conversation should have been. For at least 18 months, Zelensky and Kolomoisky, posing as the Ukrainian government, have been taking down anybody who doesn't step and fetch to their fascism. Step and fetch. It took down two news stations, two, arrested, we don't know how many people, 14,000 plus that we know died. Many, many more we don't know. Now we're supposed to forget all of that. We're supposed to believe all the atrocities are happening at the hands of the other oligarch, Putin, when the reality is we picked our favorite oligarch, and I'm still not convinced we should have, A, picked anybody, or B, picked the worst of the worst that would hire
6: Joe Biden's son. Apparently there are no standards in their hiring practices. Go ahead, Squirrel Hands. Lira was scheduled to appear on former British MP George Galloway's television program called The Mother of All Talk Shows when Galloway announced he couldn't conduct the interview because Lira was nowhere to be found. Lira's family and friends then confirmed that he had not had any contact with him since April 15th. So who is Gonzalo Lira and why is he controversial? Well, Gonzalo Lira is an American born and mostly raised raised in the United States to Chilean parents. He is a direct descendant of Jose Miguel Carrera, the first president of Chile. He's a YouTuber who made his name in what is dubbed the Manosphere, which is basically an opposition to the feminist movement. He later focused on economics and politics. Living in Ukraine with his wife and Ukrainian children, Lyra began making YouTube videos about the Russian invasion that were counter to what the Western media and Ukrainian media were reporting. He's been very critical of the Zelensky government and of U.S. diplomat, Victoria Newland, whom he accuses of orchestrating Euromaiden in 2014. In late March, the Daily Beast actually published a piece on Gonzalo Lyra titled, How a Sleazy American Dating Coach Became a Pro-Putin Shill in Ukraine. And in the piece, the Daily Beast summarized Lyra's claims, saying he calls Zelensky a cokehead who uses his people as shields, has provided arms to criminals who have terrorized the streets of Kiev and has possibly deliberately tried to have a nuclear accident to pin it on Russia and possibly drag America into his war. They say Lyra has portrayed the Russian assault as provoked and as one of the most brilliant invasions in military history. Now, the Beast says Lyra has insisted that the invaders don't want to harm civilians or civilian infrastructure and are in fact taking pains not to, that the Russian advance has not stalled, but is in fact right on course. Now, rather than dispute the claims Lyra has made about the war, the Daily Beast instead focused the bulk of its piece. On his past dating tips and manosphere content in an effort to discredit him. The Daily P- The Daily Beast ran this piece, knowing both the Russians and Ukrainians were detaining dissenters. At the time, Gonzalo Lira didn't have a massive Can following, you stop so it's it right curious- there. They're detaining dissenters, and they have been for seven years. And these are the good guys.
3: They sent out their Gestapo. Their Gestapo is called the DDS, DMS, whatever little nickname initials they want to have now the american moron they think that when they go to arrest them that it's a they serve them papers and they kick their door down and they go through their paperwork that's not really how it works in fact i was able to get some sound from the dmu dms whatever nickname they gave their their gestapo arresting this guy's predecessor could you play that clip for me about the uh, ukrainian gestapo <laughs>
7: You
4: can
3: stop it right there, squirrel hands. That's beating people. Beating people with sticks and baseball bats. They're not arresting them. They're not questioning them. They're beating them into silence, just in the same way the Chinese communists do, in the same way the North Koreans do, in the same way that our king used to do here before we had our revolution. They want you to believe this is a revolution against the king. The problem is, in this case, we just weaponize the bad guy, the guy that's committing these atrocities. Now, is Putin worse? Sure. But after all, I'd like to know if our weapons are the ones that are contributing to the CO2 output, as the Ukrainians are blowing up Russian gas depots, and Russian chemical plants. Isn't anybody concerned? Where is John Kerry? 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this.
7: AM560, the answer.
3: You know, I know this is not the um, popular road to take. I get that. But in a city where 44 shot on the weekend is a sign of good weather, And the amount of atrocities we face in our own country, mainly these Democrats, sewers and hubs. To focus on atrocities that are happening in an already war-torn, corrupt joke called Ukraine. Joke. Seven years they've been killing their own citizens for their opinion. They're arresting them from the streets like it was the 30s. And all of a sudden these other good guys, and we're giving billions and no one wants to talk to me about what's where's the money going and how are we going to get it back what's the plan we just keep sending 800 million a week i think we should look into who the good guy is and who the bad guy is we already know who the guy is with the wet pants some call him president kira line 1 hey
1: son you got Hi, kira. now but your uh, first i want to say quickly about your squirrel hands reference, since i believe the number one most attractive thing on a man are his hands but not that okay but i that's not why i come. Oh, squirrel hands oh. is
3: a wonderful. Yeah. He, Ron is the guy. I miss him. He's been gone for two weeks. I miss him. I've come to love him. And I, I love the little tiny hands. And you get used to the hairy cleavage. It's not terrible, Carol, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. But thank you for talking about the possibility of a corrupt Ukraine because my mother, 81, talks to my relatives there almost on a daily basis. And they say the word Ukraine, if you murder. B-O-R-D-E-R. Oh. So they refer you to the Ukraine as border of Russia, and it has been corrupt for seven years, and they're fighting this internal war for whatever. But, Sean, I just wanted to bring up a thank you for having another side talk about. That's all I want
2: to say.
3: I appreciate that very much. Thank you, Kira, for the call.
1: I remember thinking to
3: myself, what kind of a country would fire their prosecutor because a corrupt Democrat was holding up money. And then you think about all of the towns that bend me to the Madigan Mafia. What are they all have in common? They're all run by Democrat Mafia scum. So it was at that point that, you know, you started to look into exactly what was going on, and then everybody stumbled into the name Igor Kolomoisky, which nobody wants to talk about anymore. I like talking about that fat pig, because a gangster of that stature should be mentioned with the highest quality when you're coming from the sewer in chicago where they like gangsters too they don't mind when they're portly or not fbi tapes they get elected to be governor so there is something that to be said for a country that's been having a civil war for seven years that we know of has fourteen thousand casualties casualties plus and if you really take into account these cities that democrats run and you think about the city of chicago that had one nice day and 44 shot you almost hit the 50 number if you think about new York. If you think about Philadelphia, pick a Democrat utopia. Add it all up and tell me if it's more dangerous in Ukraine or in the sewers run by the American Democrat oligarchs. That's a toss-up. But only one gets money with no idea of how we're going to get it back. And I also don't like how they get a pass for global warming. I never like that. I mean, after all, we're hearing left, right, and center from these, these political whores on our side about what we're able to do what we're not able to do they make careers out of it i find it to be despicable in fact squirrel hands give me uh warren two if you don't mind elizabeth warren on meet the press squirrel hands did I lose you? Would you
4: commit to a narrower package, that package that I just laid out? Can you just tell me, would you be able to vote for a bill that only included those three things, climate change, prescriptions, so drug the costs, and lowering the deficit? So the point I'm
5: trying to make vote for that? is that Stop
4: we for need
3: Stop, it. Stop the uh, Dutch boy here. How are you going to vote for any of that? That's what you care about? You're the one in the front with many Republicans, at least their excuse is They hold stock in the military-industrial complex, and they're getting paid off, although you are too. And your main agenda is climate change. They just blew up three, three gas depots and a chemical factory. And when I say they, I mean the Ukrainians. Right over the Russian border. And you're worried about climate change, Toots? Well, I'll tell you what. You could sell that only to a bunch of idiots, which is really what you are selling it to. You're selling it to idiots. Now give me Elizabeth Warren four, squirrel hands.
5: To do more. Yes, we need to do climate change. Yes, we need to do prescription drugs. And we need to make sure that we're paying for it by making sure that giant corporations that make billions of dollars in profits and pay nothing in taxes are actually paying a minimum tax. And yes, Amazon, I'm looking Stop at it right you it in that.
3: Here's how we can make sure we're paying for it, Dutch boy, Chuck Connors with your high cheekbones, Pocahontas. You know how we can make that? Let's get our money back from all these countries. We've been weaponizing. Let's start with Ukraine, because that's the one most recent in your imbecile minds. And then maybe we could look at Afghanistan. Ooh, they had some bombs go off, too. Also not good for global warming. Not good at all. Not to mention the kids that were killed. They, too, were blown up with our bombs. What about Iraq? What about that, Chuck Connors? You want to talk about Iraq? How about Syria, where uh, you and the government promoted that other lie of chemical warfare the whole time while we now occupy one-third of Syria, only the oil. Where's all the money, coots? You're worried about Bezos? You're worried about American companies? You've given away hundreds of billions, billions to foreign oligarchs. Not because you're buying the virtue they're selling, but because you admire the corruption that they thrive on, because you're a Democrat roach. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM560. A friend of mine sent me a text message, and he's like, are you going to talk about Twitter? In a way, I am talking about Twitter. <laughs> What's the big deal with Twitter? Why is this important? It's important for a very simple reason. Elon Musk has assured the American people and the people around the world that free speech will be honored. The reason I rail against Zelensky and the Ukrainian government is because they share the belief that speech should be controlled. It should be regulated. You should not be able to have an opinion that explores the other side. So when I talk about the ridiculousness of blindly listening to professional liars, people that we know are where they are because they've lied, not just about their position, but about the American government's position that is your first reaction and yet this kind of speech on the new year 2022 american social media is considered not just controversial because it makes people think or it doesn't buy the taglines that are being spewed by the government that profits immensely from foreign wars as we protect the fallacy of our fiat dollar but because it's a principle of freedom we should always. Argue for freedom always. Instead, we have now accepted over these last twenty-four months in America that resembles an ex-Soviet corrupt oligarch-run nation like Ukraine. So when I talk about the other side, I'm paying homage to Elon Musk and his success in buying a corrupted Twitter. As I want him next to buy Facebook and all the rest of it, to re-establish the first amendment to reestablish Facebook. so all the stories are connected when you talk about a society that promotes government corruption and a government opinion versus free opinion and freedom itself the reason i don't step and fetch to the government tagline is because ukraine has been steeped in this kind of atrocity forever since it was the soviet union as russia is do not take my example of or, my, my conversation is I'm supporting Putin. I'm not at all. The best case scenario is that they go broke fighting each other. That still doesn't explain why we should go broke holding up a corrupt oligarch run. Pretend society that if it had to fight its own war, it couldn't. Why don't you give me blinking, squirrel hands, and then tell me if anybody calls because I can't see the call board. 312. Six four two fifty six hundred. if you care to participate. Come on, squirrel hands. That error is no good. Blinking.
8: Are you there? Hello?
0: We're seeing that when it comes to Russia's war aims, Russia is failing, Ukraine is succeeding. Russia has sought as its principal aim To totally subjugate Ukraine, to take away its sovereignty, to take away its independence. That has failed. It sought to assert the power of its military and its economy. We, of course, are seeing just the opposite a military that is dramatically underperforming, an economy as
3: a
9: result of sanctions.
3: Then why do we have to give them more money? Why do we have to send more troops? Why do we have to give them more weapons? And are people trying to break into Ukraine or to break out? Because there's also many reports of Ukraine soldiers fighting on anybody that's trying to get out of the country. That seems to be a bit of a problem. I'm I'm having a real hard time with the double talk. Russia is so ineffective. They're failing at every front. They're losing the battle. Yet we have to keep funneling in 800 million a week, more weapons, and ignoring the calamity. The calamity, the global warming and CO2 and all of the nonsense as the Ukrainian military, which probably is acting in our direction, is blowing up fuel depots. That seems to be a conflict. All
0: right, continue, please. This is a result of a mass exodus from Russia that is in shambles. Uh, and it sought to divide the West and NATO. Of course,
1: we're seeing exactly the opposite. Uh, the first step in winning is believing that you can win. And so Before they believe that we can Jonathan, win.
3: He says we when he's talking about Ukraine. It's an interesting point about NATO. 13 to 30, what do they all have in common? They're all underwritten. They're debt. They're spending. They're all underwritten by us, the U.S. dollar. Not only that, they all continue to agree to partake in the scheme of the petrodollar, meaning it's not just oil. It's all commodities. They must exchange their currency for ours. See, I don't think this is too much of a Ukraine-Russia war as much as it's a currency war. After all, if you remember on this show, since the time I took over and even when I was filling in for Steve Cortez, we talked about how ridiculous it was to have a dollar with no integrity while forcing the rest of the world to partake in it. And as these other countries started to realize that and mount up, we always had to increase conflict. Started in the Middle East, started in the Asian Pacific Rim, and then obviously it's something that Vladimir Putin hasn't liked for decades. But yet it's never been stronger why because of the oligarch war and our continued corruption of various countries so now nato's got 30 countries and now there's no question that are we're ignoring the minsk accord we're ignoring the uh, the original argument which was you are weaponizing ukraine and in fact we've had our own people admit to such and now it just doesn't matter continue playing this warmongering fraud
1: We believe that they can win win if they have the right uh, equipment, the right support. And we're going to do everything we can, continue to do everything we can, to ensure that that gets you.
3: Who are we winning? You know, we, in our own war, our war against what? Our war against our government destroying our dollar. Are we winning? As prices everywhere. Are doubling if you're lucky. Tripling if you're aware. As root-based commodities are more than doubling, in particular when you talk about fertilizer. Give me the fertilizer clip there, Squirrel Hands.
8: Here in Macomb County is Kogelman Sod Farm, and it's been around since the 1950s. We had the chance to visit the sod farm on a snow spring morning to talk about the impacts the fertilizer prices are having on the farm. Jeff Kogelman is a third-generation farmer, and farming is in his blood and says in this day and age, everything is having an impact.
7: Everything is increasing, not just the fertilizer. It's the labor shortage. It's how much do you pay for help if you find it?
8: Jeff operates and farms nearly 600 acres of sod farm, and that's a ton of fertilizer, but says there's no shortage. Just the prices have gone up. The first load of fertilizer was $11,000 this year for them, and just a year or two ago, it was just half of that.
7: Right now, they're... I have been told there isn't a fertilizer issue. Our costs have doubled, but our prices have gone up to compensate for that. You're losing the currency war. That's
3: what that is. That's not just about fertilizer. Fertilizer is the base. Everything else will have to follow. What that in essence means is we, the American people, who are supposed to have the best currency in the country, in the world, and yada, 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 we're losing it. It's not a victim of happenstance so what does the democrat have what's the solution they have it's always the same give more away give me elizabeth warren one
4: Let me ask you about student loan cancellation, which you have been talking about for quite some time. You want the president to do it unilaterally. Two Obama-era economists, Senator Warren, Jason Furman, and Larry Summers have warned against the president's extension of the student loan moratoriums during this time of inflation, saying, quote, it's regressive and adding fuel to the fire of inflation. You are calling for more, though. Why does this spending make sense at this time when Americans are desperate for prices to come down?
5: Actually, what I'm calling for is to cancel a big chunk of student loan debt. But they say it's allowed to inflation. They say that
4: allowed to inflation, Senator.
5: No, actually, not paying student loan debts has already been baked in.
3: It's already in. Don't worry about a thing. It's already baked in. Who said so? Chuck Connor says so with the high cheekbones pretending to be Geronimo. She said it's fine. It's all going to be fine. See, this is why you never believe a word that comes out of their mouth. They'll lie to you with wide open eyes, looking right in yours. Not just because they're political whores, but because they're charlatans, they're gypsies, and they're drunk on this power. Because there are enough deadbeats with degrees that could give a rip what it does to inflation. They just want something for nothing. And this is how societies not only collapse, because if it wasn't for the false idea of monetize, print it up, and just pretend it's okay, we'd have collapsed decades ago. But because it enriches, in power, these very same scoundrels and political whores like Focahontas, Joe Biden, the rest of these 80-year-old scumbags.
7: 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer.
8: Has
4: anybody...
3: Taking my bet on the uh, more death in the Democrat utopias like Chicago, New York, New Jersey, California, Philadelphia, than in the Ukraine. Did Black Lives Matter make a protest today in Chicago? 44 dead, or no, 44 shot, six dead. And I think that number may be 46. A lot of conflicts out there, a lot of conflicting evidence, a lot of conflicting thoughts. Of course, fertilizer is doubled, but yet fentanyl is. Still
8: inflation proof. Tom in Blue Island. Hey Sean, uh, I want to hit you with it's what you're saying is powerful in re, in relationship to Elon Musk and the and Ukraine, the Russia thing. If you say anything that is not totally in line with supporting Ukraine, you got to hear BS like what are you a uh, su- Putin supporter and stuff, which. What that tells city guys like you and me is they ain't telling you the whole truth. And no, I just want right. and you're right, and that's the whole thing with Twitter. The whole thing about Elon Musk that they hate is that people get thrown off Twitter for just going against their narrative and, and you're right on with that, my friend.
3: Elon Musk, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Elon Musk might have been a Hillary Clinton supporter in twenty sixteen. I can't remember. I remember he supported Democrats in 2012 because he was it was essential to have the benefits, the tax breaks on the Tesla. He also supported him in 2008. He also supported him in 2004. So Elon Musk has spent the bulk of his life supporting certain government subsidies. So he's not a. It's not as, as if he's a radical Trump supporter. Although it would make sense if he was. Could you um, give me M. Miller squirrel hands?
2: I will. Well, let's hear it for the greatest president of our lifetimes, the President Donald J. Trump. Right? So this is what I'd like to say. This man sees something in people, okay? And what you all need to understand is that this man's vision brought us the greatest four years that we've ever had in this country's history. Did he not? Did he not? Come on.
3: Stop it there, Squirrel That infuriates the Democrat Mafia. That infuriates the success of the nation. Infuriates the Democrat Mafia, which is why they are willing to tolerate this kind of corruption that all the Democrats complained about. They were all so against wars. Listen to them today. They were all against censorship. Listen to them today. It only took Donald Trump to let them to see who they really are the fascistic tyrant demigod oligarchs they all wish to be it only took donald trump and none of them none of them the hardcore Democrat, can even think about what that hopefully new congressman just said the best four years of equality of the american economy the best four years of the american foreign policy the best four years of the, what I still think is a very punitive second plank of Marxism, the progressive tax, the best, four years. None of them can discuss the facts. All they can discuss is the phony virtue. The phony virtue in all of their fascism, which leads you to the only conclusion you can come to. These aren't political nuances. This is freedom versus tyranny. Simple. End of the story. And I'm not in for any tyranny, especially the incompetent, corrupt kind of the Marxist mafia calling themselves Democrats. I'll be back after this.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show. In the
8: city, looks like one a top great top me, city of Chicago, Windy City, broad
3: shoulders. Every three minutes and nineteen seconds, everyone, somebody is shot three minutes and 19 seconds a person is murdered every 15 minutes and 33 seconds during the break i was looking it up in 19 or uh, i'm sorry in 2020 4100 people were shot 1009 dead 2021 is 4300 people shot that statistics haven't come in or haven't been officially categorized as murder and they're at 1,048 my next guest is one of the very rare things you could find in Chicago Illinois he's like the spotted owl he's a Democrat that knows right from wrong it's very rare Paul Vallis how are you fine Sean how are you I'm aggravated Paul I'm aggravated when uh, we're sending billions upon billions of dollars 800 million a week to Ukraine but yet my very own city my ex very own city Seems to be far more dangerous, especially if you couple it with some other Democrat-run hellholes, also known as utopias. Any kind of talk in the Democrat front about solving that problem?
10: Well, not in Chicago. Let me point out, just to sum it up, since the current superintendent Brown, the mayor's handpicked superintendent, and his leadership team have been uh, assumed office two years ago, there's been 1,571 homicides and 8,333 people shot in Chicago. And that doesn't count the uh, six who were murdered and 32 others who were injured this weekend. So it's it's been, uh, staggering. it's been a historic rise in violence.
3: I mean, it's staggering, Paul. And then, you know, I noticed years and years ago when Barack Obama first won the presidency and made certain changes to HUD, what his idea was, was to export the gangbangers, export the drug dealers, and in in some instances export decent people who were trapped in these households, In the idea that it would work, the reality is all the Collier areas, the surrounding areas that had been infiltrated by those kids that were given a disservice in the Chicago public school system, it really didn't work out where they all of a sudden said, I think I'm going to make my life better. In fact, it seems that Cook County statistics, DuPage statistics, and various other counties have skyrocketed as
10: well. What is the crux of our problem here, Paul? Well, look, you know clearly the problems in the city do manifest themselves in greater problems in in the suburbs. Uh, look, even with the dismantling of the so-called uh, housing authority, and then of course they never replaced those uh, the number of uh, of uh, uh, dwellings of uh, you know of. Uh, Housing positions that that they had demolished, then large numbers of individuals uh, just moved to the suburbs and the surrounding areas. So, so poorly, you know, Chicago has had this pattern of exporting its problems. But I'll tell you, uh, things have significantly worsened because the mayor caved into the caved into the Chicago Teachers Union three consecutive times, and in effect, kept school campuses closed for 15 consecutive months, leaving 340,000 uh, young people to walk to, either home alone without parent supervision or to walk the streets in Chicago, of Chicago. And let me point out that the Tribune um, uh, last year did the study that looked at uh, th- that year and pointed out that 8% of those arrested for murder, 9% for shootings, well over 50% for carjackings, over, 30, uh, over 30% for aggravated battery and assaults were actually high school kids, 17 years and younger. And during that same period, during COVID, listen to this, Sean, during COVID, well over 150, and this data is actually, I think, about a month old, but WaterPoints reported that well over 150 young people, uh, uh, school-aged children, uh, were murdered in the city of Chicago. And I believe uh, eight or nine died uh, from COVID, uh, most of whom have preexisting conditions. So we only made matters worse by the way we responded to COVID, particularly shutting down the school system.
3: But it's within those school systems, Paul, that I believe the problem has to lie. And I came to this conclusion by observing exactly what the city is going through. You saw the weekend, the chaos where the bean is. You see what's happened to The tragic mile that used to be called the Magnificent Mile. The reality is, Paul, the amount of money that has gone into these blighted areas is a staggering amount of money. I mean, if you go back to the old stadium when you and I were kids and we walked down Madison Avenue, it was a disaster. You go there now, and there are some beautiful properties that are put up, mainly for public housing. Some of the public housing, when you compare it to when we were kids to now, is magnificent. We're talking about A ridiculous amount of increase in money in in, in, per pupil it's twenty eight thousand dollars per kid somewhere along this line we continue to fail and the answer by the democrat mafia is to stick the fork into the light socket and pretend we're not going to get shocked as they just want to increase the numbers can you give somebody dignity wrapped in well yeah
10: well well, as you know i've done a series of op-ed pieces and i've been posting for the last three years look When I went down to New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina to rebuild the New Orleans school system, I'll tell you what I didn't do. I didn't rebuild the old system. I built a new system. And down there it is a one hundred percent school choice system. And that's what you have to do in Chicago. You need parental choice. You need for the money to follow the kids. If parents want to escape their failing neighborhood schools, first of all, the community should have the right to demand a better school model, should have a right to have that failing school replaced by a higher performing school with no a model with no displacement of kids, but more importantly, parents should have the right if they want to send their kids to parochial or private schools, uh, you know, if they uh, they should have the right to be able to pick a school if they're choosing whether public or private, and the money needs to follow the kids, because right now you have a school district that skims 40% off the top, only 60% of of the money that's allocated, the $28,000 per kid that's allocated Ever finds its way into it, into instruction. So I basically said it's time. There is no choice but school choice. There's time to cross the river Con. There's time to to liberate the schools, free the hostages, uh, liberate the children. Yeah, and give and provide the parents with real school choice.
3: I love that because that's what you do. You've turned these kids, you've turned these communities into hostages. And the trick of politics is really a revolting trick and that is the more that it fails the more feckless the more inept the more corrupt for some reason the people demand that it gets more money and more power you see the difference though you went to louisiana did the organized crime called labor unions and teachers unions have the stranglehold on the people that it does on the people in chicago
10: well, look, you know, look, uh, you know uh, my most recent op-ed piece talked about institutional racism in America. And I said, there's institutional racism. It's the union-dominated large urban school districts. Because, and, and it's not by intent, but it's by, it may not be by intent, but it's by outcome. Because, in effect, when you deny parents the ability to send their child uh, to the best school, when you deny a community the right to replace their failing neighborhood school with a superior school model, that's a denial of their constitutional right to provide the best education for their children. So school choice, parental choice is a civil rights issue. It's a civil rights issue and it's the most important civil rights issue of this generation. So so we have a battle to be wage. And for your listeners out there, Think of this for a second. This is a district that lost enrollment for 18 consecutive years. There are 110,000 fewer kids in Chicago public schools than when I was superintendent there. And my enrollment grew by almost 40,000 over a six-year period. So, so, uh, But today, we spend literally the equivalent of $20,000 per kid. The schools take 60% of your property taxes, 25% of all the state money for public education, K-12, goes to Chicago public schools. 40% of all the federal dollars that come to Illinois including the covid money goes to the Chicago public schools and what are we getting for it a district that have lo- has lost enrollment for 18 consecutive years and 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 a district where only 1 in 4 students are making are meeting standards and only 1 in 6 black students are meeting standards it's time to liberate these kids it's time to provide Parents with parental choice and this ability to This race choice.
3: game This race game that we are all dragged into is really not as much about race as it is the only systemic problem in, in, in our society as it exists. It's government corruption. And the race is just the useful tool, the useful idiot of the corrupt politician. Because the idea, Paul, that we are in the year twenty twenty two, we are promoting such stupidity as uh, the philosophies that have torn down nations, but moreover, enriching the very problem. How do you fix it, Paul? Well, you know, I, I mean I, it. How do you fix it? Tomorrow you wake up your mayor, Lori Lightfoot, you got your vest on, and you're pretending that that woman you're married to is attractive. How do you fix the problem?
10: Well, let me point out that, that you know, I use the term institutional racism because that, that's to counter those who claim that school choice is racist. <laughs> you know, you know, if you're yeah. denying if, if you're denying poor children in 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 the inner city quality educational choices because you're not subsidizing public and pro, uh, their, uh, sending your kids to poker and private schools or or you're even you're even capping the number of public school choices by capping enrollment in charter schools and the overwhelming vast majority of your children are are black and Latino children. Then is, I mean, who are you calling racist? So, so you know, I I want to throw that right back at at them because I've been through the wars. I've seen this in four major urban districts, and the bottom line is, we have to. Our kids are being held hostage, and during COVID, they were really held hostage. The federal government gave two hundred, almost two hundred billion dollars to to public schools, and right now, I mean that's federal level two hundred
3: billion dollars.
10: Two hundred billion dollars. For public schools, when when the vast majority of those those schools were were either fully closed or provided part time instruction, and 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 when big districts like Chicago they closed in clear defiance of the science that said the schools were probably the safest place for these kids, and and COVID had minimal impact on the kids, and 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 these schools were not viral spreaders. So at the end of the day, we need to realize that an enormous amount of our resources are going to a school system that is simply turning out kids Uh, there. It's turning kids out to the street and, 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 and a good part of of this increase, this pandemic of crime that we're experiencing in in the city is a direct result of the way we literally shut down this school system during COVID. And now we're paying the consequences. And,
3: And, you know, it's a funny thing. They turn them out to the street and the street has different rules. In fact, the streets of Chicago, the predators are who has the attention and the protection of the politics, of the politician. It's astonishing to me because, Paul, the the sickening thing is I have left Illinois. I've left that area and I came down to Florida. There is a attorney general by the name of Ashley Moody, a woman, no less, who has taken this very seriously, this idea of criminals being allowed to be predators in a society. And she's taking the exact opposite approach of the Democrats in Illinois. She puts them away. In fact, there was just a major bust, fentanyl, sex trafficking, drug distribution, mainly in the Democrat sewer areas, that netted a 430-person arrest where they are assuring the people of Florida that they will be put away long, long, long time, and they will not have a chance to come back out and harm the rest of the law-abiding citizens. Isn't this really the problem, as much if not more, than the failing education system in Chicago?
10: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Let me just say, and do I have time to just give you a statistic or make an observation in response to what you? Go said? right
3: ahead. You got all the time in the world. We're right. talking on the phone know, here, for
2: God's sake. On, yeah.
10: on any given day in in Chicago, between eighty to ninety percent. Of, of the the offenders who committed violent acts, the 80, 90% of the violent acts in Chicago are walking the streets of Chicago. And I'll tell you why, three reasons. Reason number one is the police, because they're under-resourced, because you have one-sixth one number of detectives that they have in New York, even when you do per capita comparisons, it's one-third. Because they only have 187 detectives working murder cases, the bottom line is, they're only clearing thirty percent of the murders, and they're clearing four percent of the shootings. So, in other words, if you don't get murdered, chances are, then there's a ninety-six percent chance they're never <laughs> going to find your shooter. Okay, they're never going to find your shooter, and and the numbers are, are almost as bad on carjacking. So they're not, so they're not arresting. Now, if they do arrest, follow me on this. If they do arrest, there's there's a twenty-five percent chance for for violent uh, felony offenses there's a 25% chance they're not going to charge you. You're not going Fox is not going to charge you. And, 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 and uh, I haven't seen the most recent statistic, but in Fox's first three years, I think there was a seven or 8% chance that that if you were arrested for murder, you weren't going to get charged. Now, if you are arrested and you are charged, guess what? There's a 72% chance you're going to be released on bail. You're going to be sent home on felony bail. You're going to be sent home with an ankle bracelet. And of course the new state law, right? The new, the crime bill, the crime bill basically says, the state crime bill says that two days a week, you can like roam freely. You're, you're you know, you can roam freely, free of the monitor. So you do the math. <laughs> what, what, is is that, what is that for?
3: What is that for? So they can go to, shopping
10: or, I mean, I don't so they, Yeah. Can. So they can, I don't know, adjust slow transition. Look, Look, I am all for I am all for finding alternatives to, to incarceration for nonviolent offenders. but we're not talking about nonviolent offenders. We're talking about violent felons. We're talking about it, people who have committed serious crimes. And and there's simply no consequences. There were fifty-eight mass shootings in Chicago last year. And at least through August, because the Sun never did an update. To, they have made only one arrest. In fact, they did a study that looked at six years of mass shootings, over a thousand people shot, and there were only like I think three convictions or something like that. Why? Because people are afraid to cooperate with the police because the vast because you're either not arrested or if you are arrested, uh, you're not charged. Or if you are arrested and, and are charged, chances are you're going to be brought back home walking the streets. It's not that the public and the poor communities are afraid of the police. They're afraid because of our lax criminal justice system and irresponsible uh, state's attorney, etc. And because of the, the so-called criminal justice reform bill that in effect is, is gonna eliminate bail, they're afraid that the police cannot protect them. So we've got to get the dangerous, violent offenders off the street. And, and unfortunately, everything is working against that that goal and that objective.
3: Paul, I went long with you, but before I let you go, because I, I, I want to get this out. I disagree with you on a lot of stuff, obviously. You were an admitted Democrat for the vast majority of your life. But I do also recognize your qualities and how you view being a parent. You raised how many kids, Paul?
10: Well, as you know, I, I have three sons. I lost my youngest Son, but my both my sons are are uh, are uh, uh, veterans. Uh, my oldest son was a combat medic with the Fifth Marines in uh, in Afghanistan. He is a firefighter. Uh, he's and my other son is a police tactical officer in San Antonio. My wife was a police officer, and so we have if, six veterans, if you were... officers, two firefighters in the Vallis family you know both uh, you know my uh, my nephew's a firefighter my dad was a veteran my wife was a police officer and, and we also have three teachers in the family too so it's a uh, we have quite the family of uh, public servants so to speak but uh, first responders if you were uh, a again first...
3: if you, if you were a young man circa 2022 you were combing your hair and you were just getting started and your wife was pregnant with your first kid would you the old Paul Vallis tell the new Paul Vallis to stay or would you tell him to move
10: well he, what would I say well people are exited you know let me just answer your question we would stay and we would find a reason to stay but let me tell you that uh, uh when I graduated when I graduated high school in back, in back in 1970 when you could comb your hair let's just go with that one go ahead yeah, when I graduated high school, 50% of the city was middle-income, middle-income families. Today, 16%, pre-COVID, are middle-income families. Families are living in growth, and the biggest exodus of middle-income families, middle-income residents, in the last 20 years has been black residents. They, We are leaving, or and they are leaving, residents are leaving for two reasons, well, three reasons. Number one, uh, the city... Too many areas. Too many neighborhoods are in stake. number two bad schools, and number three, they're taxing the hell out of people. Between the taxes and the fees and the funds. Well, so the bottom line talk is common sense to, South to South, your party. Ex-
3: I went long with you. I got to go, brother. I appreciate All you right, coming man, on, great Paul Valles. Everybody, for
10: having me on and uh, safe travels.
7: Anytime, we'll be back after this. AM five sixty, the answer.
10: Wake me up.
3: All right, Prohan, we have been gone for a while, all right? Have you lost your mojo? I mean, I'm doing the show on a phone, which is no big deal. I got the job on a phone. But come on, you're playing that kind of music with that wham? You don't do wham, I mean, unless it's, you know, something really good, but not that. For God's sakes, before you know it, we won't be able to tell who's got a womb, who doesn't have a womb. Give me the womb. Come on there, squirrel hands. That air is not good. It's under Fauci, above Pisaki. Womb. Squirrel hands. What about right, uh,
5: qu- folks who have wombs but uh, are not women, uh, like trans people, genderqueer folks? Why do you keep saying women when this issue affects more than women? Because there are two genders, male there and female.
4: There are. I am,
5: I am non-binary. I have a friend who is intersex, mm-hmm. who is born uh, who has different chromosomes than, you know, you would expect somebody uh, physically to have because, you know, how many people in this room have had a chromosomal test? What, this issue affects more than women. It affects trans men. It affects gender queer folks. Women have wombs. I am not a woman, and I have a womb. You are a woman. And I you know. Have- <laughs> no, no,
3: no, no, no. Next no. question. All right, hang up on her. You know, you're going to try and reason nuanced policies with these cracked pots. Are you going to try to reason about the difference between Austrian economics and Keynesianism and socialism, Elizabeth Warren, Marxism? They're telling you who women don't have wombs, don't they? Do me a favor, uh, play Woman's R. It's on your screen, it's under, uh, it's above Blinken. Will you play that one for me there, Squirrel Hand?
4: Let me explain. So the women's pen swim champion is held by a male. And and the highest female winner ever on Jeopardy is actually a male. Also, the, the female who holds the record in women's weightlifting, that's a male. And the woman of the year, that's also a male. What am I missing?
3: There you go. Are you happy? You suburban morons that voted for this. Are you happy? Not if you have daughters, you're not happy. Not even if you have sons. Of course, your son might have a womb, then you could be happy. All right, do we have anybody on the line there, Squirrel Hands? Give them to me. Hi, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Hey, Sean, can you hear me okay?
2: I could hear you. This is Craig
3: from Mount Greenwood. I know that voice anywhere.
10: Okay, Sean, my man. Good. So listen. Yes. yes. I'm, I'm just, uh, on this war, on, on this whole war thing. I don't think that these leftist politicians or I anything—they—it's mean, it, not a matter of like picking sides between Ukraine and Russia or anything. They want this war; they want to keep it going, and basically they'll just give Ukraine enough stuff to take it, keep it like evened up, kind of like to keep it keep it going. And I believe they want to keep it going like pretty much forever, keep destroying our money, printing up more money, wrecking everything, and then figure something else out, maybe to cause some other kind of like issue out of it. But I think it's all. It's playing right
3: into your left hand. Yeah. Do you remember the Cloward pivot? Right? You just attack everything. And as it starts to collapse, you are pretty much in control of the conversation. So while all this is going on in Ukraine, most people are unaware that there has been a civil war in Ukraine. Most people are unaware that the vast majority of Ukrainian citizens were fighting vehemently hard against political corruption. That's all been swept in the rug. That's just Ukraine here in this country. We're collapsing on all fronts. Social tranquility, it's not even a memory anymore. You got some girl telling you she's a man. You got some man telling you he's got a womb. It's over with. Now, do you think that these Democrat roaches care about the Wuhan virus and the fact that Fauci invested in it? Do you think they care? Because that is a bioweapon that probably was released on us by us. Now they're going to tell us the truth when it comes to Ukraine? It's working just the way they wanted it to. Thank you, Craig, for the phone call. And these, all these topics are connected, every single one of them. That's why you have to remember, we're following them around in a square dance of socialism, of Sovietism, of totalitarianism. And in there lies our real problem, because they can easily buy... Themselves by their constituents, by their base off. Their base isn't interested in right or wrong. You're living in a country that is telling you it is somehow virtuous. As men control the theory, the, the idea of women's sports, of of right and wrong. This is preposterous. So is it any more a stretch when a political oligarch comes on and buys 40 million 50 million people? Give me Elizabeth Warren five.
4: Let me ask you about student loan cancellation, which you have been talking about for quite some time. You want the president to do it unilaterally. Two Obama-era economists, Senator Warren, Jason Furman, and Larry Summers have warned against the president's extension of the student loan moratoriums during this time of inflation, saying, quote, it's regressive and adding fuel to the fire of inflation. You are calling for more, though. Why does this spending make sense at this time when Americans are desperate for prices to come down?
3: Votes.
4: Actually,
3: it buys votes. Go ahead, you can play
5: player, squirrel hands. What I'm calling for is to cancel a big chunk of student loan debt. But they and say the it'll add to we inflation. To they say
4: that'll add to inflation, Senator.
5: No, actually not paying student loan debts has already been baked in. But what matters is how we're gonna be out there helping millions of American people. You know, keep in mind of the folks who have student loan debt do not have a college diploma. These are people who tried, but life happened. You know, pregnancies and working three jobs and mom got sick and they had to move to another city, all those things, but now they earn what a high school grad earns and they are trying to manage college level debt. In addition to that, we know that there's huge racial inequality here. African-Americans borrow more money to go to school, borrow more money while they're in school, have a harder time paying it off when they get out. It is the job of Democrats. It is the job of the party in power to help make people's lives better.
3: So forget the statistic of the two-thirds of this country that never go to college. Forget the statistic of the people that went to college and paid for it, the people whose parents paid for it, the people who want to pay it back. This has now become a weapon of social justice. So when all of these people celebrate and they hear the the 40 million people that will receive $50,000 for absolutely nothing other than attending college, that doesn't mean all of you. That means only the ones that have a tendency and now will swear an absolute loyalty to the Democrat mafia. That's the game. They don't care about the actual women when they promote Men pretending to be women. They don't care about the outcome. They don't care about the titles. They don't care about the devastation, about the hearts broken, about the effort put in. It's about fracking votes. So, as we go into Title 42 and we talk about the hypocrisy of worrying about Ukrainians' border as ours is wide open and the drugs and the rest of it, failure is their favorite choice. It is their weapon because now you're forgetting about this fraud who went to school as an American Indian and all of the lying and all of the benefits. It doesn't matter. Now she's a champion of righteousness. This is the game. It's follow the lying gypsy scum. It's not Democrat and Republican. It's scum versus non-scum. That's why convention of the States and the idea that you can reason with these types of people, convention of the States, it's time to cut bait. It's time to go our own way. After all, look at the power they have. And I don't just mean because Twitter can deplatform platform an ex-president and hundreds of thousands of other people that don't buy their shtick. After all, they have the power to shut down the Internet in Florida just to stop this show from going out over the airwaves. 312-642-5600. I'll be back, and I'll take your calls if you're on the line after this. AM
7: 560.
8: So the excuse by Comcast is, oh, we cut some cables.
3: Boy, oh, buddy, there's some more union labor. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Give me Michael on the south side. Thanks for holding, Michael. I couldn't see the call screen. How are you? Michael? All right, Michael's not there.
1: All right, show
3: Come on, squirrel hands. Hey, up, we don't Sean? like dead air. How are you? Hey,
1: Sean. How are you doing? Uh, first of all, two major points. Elizabeth Warren, okay, first of all, is a foul specimen, okay? It only cares about lending your own pockets. She's a chronic liar. And the fact of the matter is, what about all the people like you and I? We're about the same age, by the way. Uh, that we had to pay for our own college. I paid for every dime my own. Do I get a rebate? Do the billions of people that pay for their own school get a rebate? No. You know, they created a society where everything is given for free. Let me just tell you something real quick. Centennials, okay, gen, gen, you know, the, the Centennials, which is Gen Z, you know, they are they have zero ability of understanding the difference between law of supply and demand. And if they have this notion that everything is going to be given to them for a bar tab by going to college, they got something very strange happening. It's not going to happen, number one. Number two, I'll tell you. The thing, though, but wait a minute, though, Mitchell. Mitchell, let me ask you this. I don't
3: want to go to a doctor or a lawyer that's a deadbeat. I think this is an opportunity now for people, of professionals of good character, whether they be accountants or lawyers or doctors or whatever. I want to know, did you pay for your college or are you a deadbeat welfare roach? See, this is how you can separate right. each other through political beliefs. I don't want a Democrat to come near me to work on my car, to touch anything I own or be around anybody I love. Now you're going to, this is a character issue because the reality is in a profession or whatever the case is, those people that care and have such low self-respect that they want something for nothing, I got the skinny for you. They suck at what they do. Those are the kind of morons that cut cables and shut down states. Those are the kind of morons that need insurance because they're practicing malpractice, whether they be lawyers or doctors. I think this is a perfect opportunity. I've said it for a long time. I ask everybody I deal with in life, are you a roach Democrat or an American? I like to start off that way. So there's always an opportunity. Now go ahead, I interrupted you.
1: No, I mean second of all, the bottom line is that, you know, if you're a parent, congratulations, your kids are gonna be living to you we're living with you until you're seventy years old. OK, because the reality is, unless there's good parenting like what you do, obviously, and you know how to set what I wow. call concrete examples, of, they're, they're, they're in a very difficult market to basically buy, afford their own housing. And the fact is that they're codependent yeah. on their parents like never before in American history. Why? Because we have these failed policies where they think they get everything for free. This is a ridiculous yeah. notion. When we, you know, when we graduated, okay, I graduated college in 1991. That's was probably around the same time that you did. Okay, I bought a co- wow. coll- I bought a condo on Lake Shore Drive, and I was working in pharmaceuticals. And I did everything on my own. To compare it to what's going on right now, Sean. You have a problem. You have a systemic problem with what I call centennials and millennials that think everything is, it should be given for free, and they have no sense of what I call ownership.
3: They have no responsibility. I agree. Thank. you. Thank you very much for the call, I appreciate it Mitchell. I agree with you, there's no question about it, but there's another aspect to this. You've brought these kids into a system where they believe that college is something they must do. The greatest benefit I have in life is that I left college. I saw it for what it was, it was a waste of time. I had gotten a job at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and that's what I wanted to do. I worked until I could go to school, I worked three jobs like everybody else, But see, that is now characterized as a bad person. If you believe that you are, in fact, not mortgaged to anybody and no one should be mortgaged to you, that is an idea that is now passe in this new socialist utopia where Elizabeth Warren gets to not only distribute the welfare, but she gets a pass on her own corruption. Elizabeth Warren should have been arrested in the first place for filling out paperwork to take advantage of a race she is not. And the idea that you would have people of self-proclaimed minority status, people who feel so low about themselves, they need politicians to give them benefit, turning to this scoundrel, shows you exactly the problem in the nation. Not systemic racism. It's a systemic character flaw. It's called the Democrat Party. And if you are one, you've got that character flaw. Or you're not offended by the mafia and the scoundrels and the professional liars and the corruption, the bald-faced corruption. You simply want to be a benefit beneficiary of it. That's what you want. And you view the scum, the political whore, as the benefactor. That's the only way you could vote Democrat, after all, because the people they're voting for are not only a bunch of pasty white racists themselves. They're people who corrupted the system so they could keep them in servitude the willful slavery of the nation as they accept something for nothing, thinking they're better than somebody, while admitting they're not as good as the mechanic who pays for his own dinner. They don't have the character. They don't have the backbone. They don't have the dignity of the man with hardly nothing, but owes nothing to nobody. This is the separation in societies. I'll be back after this.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck,
9: So now, if you've listened to my show, you know I uh, have a certain affection for warriors, for liberty. My next guest is one of those I've always been an admirer, not just because he's a great attorney, which he is. Former member of the Federal Election Commission, he is that too. Manager of the Heritage Foundation Election Law Reform, Senior Legal Fellow at Heritage Mises. He's obviously a good luck charm, because we're back on air. It's Hans von Spakovsky. Hans. I was doing two hours on my telephone until you came on. So now you are officially <laughs> going to get one of my T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodie, and my official luck charm for the show.
2: Well, that sounds that sounds great. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad to to get that.
9: Wonderful, thank you. And um, I wanted to also talk to you in the first place because it's good news when I see that three colleges get their just desserts, and I'm guessing this isn't a blank check from Focahontas with the high cheekbones like Chuck Connors, Elizabeth Warren? What did they get? What happened?
2: Well, look, we all know how uh, progressive liberalism has infected uh, universities all over the country, Marxism, cancel culture, uh, gender dogma, Um, but parents and and folks are fighting back and and others. I mean, Oberlin College, which is in Ohio, and uh, Oberlin College is a one of the centers of uh, liberal liberalism in this country, um, they lost an appeal of a 31 million dollar judgment against them, including, if you can believe it, 25 million dollars in punitive damages. And they were sued by a local bakery for defamation and for ruining their business. And it all it all goes back to 2016 when a black male student. Uh, went into their bakery and tried to buy uh, uh, wine with a fake ID. When they wouldn't let him do it, he shoplifted two bottles of wine and ran out of the store. Um, What's you he think he's in Chicago? A... <laughs> no. You know, uh, but the son of the bakery owner chased after him. He wanted to take a picture of the guy. And when he got outside, the son was attacked by the shoplifter and two female African-American students. Um, the police arrived. They arrested the student. the students actually pleaded guilty to misdemeanors. But the um, college, the dean, their administrators and students there suddenly started claiming that these students had been racially profiled. And that this bakery, which has been there for over 130 years, was a racist establishment and basically did everything they could to
6: vandalize
2: the business. Uh, The university canceled all their catering contracts, and the college wouldn't admit they were wrong when it turned out this was just a fabrication of what had happened, and the students pleaded guilty. So the bakery sued them, and they won.
9: You know, I love this story, but I would love it more if I didn't think they were going to be reimbursed from our government. I am so irritated with this, this new system of the public picking up select top, you know, bottom up welfare to the top of the middle class, and in some cases the top, where what's on the horizon seems to be no way for the American people to stop the idea that politicians, most of whom still have student debt, are going to reward these very colleges because what the reason we, we have the schadenfreude is because we understand most colleges have this same ideology and they would be more than willing to sacrifice a 130-year-old bakery or the rest of it because this is, this is the ideology of they're better than us, they're part of the elitist statist class. Um, you think I'm wrong? You think that the government will not reward this college or that this will somehow... Have some sort of a determining fact effect on the helplessness of the people to stop the government from paying off these colleges, these institutions of indoctrination of Marxism.
2: Well, I don't think they're good. I don't think the government's going to pay this off directly. But you know what's going to happen is, look, um, you know, tuition prices at, at universities and colleges all over the country have risen staggeringly in recent decades, far at a far greater rate than actual inflation in this country. The reason for that is the government making huge loans available to students to get students all over the country into big, big debt um, and allow these these colleges to say, well, what do we need to watch our costs for? You know, all these kids, they'll borrow money, they'll pay our tuition costs.
9: In fact, um, one of your stories men- mentions Shawnee State University.
2: Yes, that's the other one that's gotten hit.
9: Shawnee State University is a university that not a lot of people heard about, right? I mean it's a little right. tiny university. Out of state tuition with housing, you're talking thirty-some thousand dollars. So um, you know, they, they win a they win a judge or they lose a judgment, looks like four hundred thousand from your article, correct? That's one kid That's right. going through four years of college. It's it, you know, when you have, factor in all of the costs and the food programs and there's somebody who pays this you know that all of a sudden that gets up to fifty thousand per kid in a hurry.
8: What is right. the that, what is the position that is we should problem. be
9: taking when it comes to the government funded? The way in which the the problem really stems from the idea that we've allowed the governments to usurp the lending institution for colleges. Right. The problem grew from four hundred oh, yeah. billion yeah. to to one over what one point seven trillion dollars now. So once again, we're in that position, unfortunately, where the government has failed so miserably, we must pay it off. And I hate that system. Hans, I particularly hate oh, look, it when it looks like we're losing elections.
2: Well, look, I I agree. And we, we know that Barack Obama was responsible for uh, taking over the lending business and saying the government was going to do it instead of private banks, uh, who actually would try to collect uh, the money back. And so... I think uh, I think uh, Biden has already announced, right, that um, he's he's saying that he's not going to make the students pay this money back. So in essence, you have taxpayers funding tuition payments all over the country, including lots of middle class Americans who are struggling themselves to pay their kids college tuition. And yet they're being basically forced to subsidize that of other students.
9: You know, and I know you spent so much of your life trying to improve government. I mean, you've done everything. I I, I can't help but feel at this stage of the game, when you've got colleges that are charging this much and only select kids even get the loan program. I I mean, it's not like every kid qualifies. If their parents earn money, they don't qualify. If they don't have a specific grade, they don't qualify. So you get a lot of these kids that buy into this system of paying their own way. And those are the kids were made to... um, Just say, not too bad, you paid for your own college. You yourself, I can't imagine, even though you went to college at a different time, I can't imagine it was free. I have to imagine you paid off a tremendous amount in your life. How are we selling this as anything other than buying a political base? Because the reality is if you listen to the way in which they're going to give this away, if you listen to Elizabeth Warren on the Sunday shows, if you listen to Bernie Sanders, this isn't about paying for college for everybody. This is about paying for college for Democrats. I feel like your your old fraud commission days would have to look into this.
2: Well, I think it is a way of, of buying votes. I mean, I think that is most definitely true. And, yes, I did borrow money to go to college. I actually was one of those people who paid back uh, every penny. And I can recall, particularly after I was done with law school, I – uh, I would see somebody driving a, a Porsche or BMW down the street while I was driving a, a beat-up beat old Honda and saying, well, there there goes my student, monthly student loan payment.
9: <laughs> right, and, you know, there are so many people in our government that are bureaucrats, that are older people, and that knew right from wrong and paid their own debt. Is this something that can be accepted by these very people, learned lawyers? I mean, you know how many lawyers are in government. Is this something that they're comfortable with, or do they not have a certain dignity in their own story?
2: Well, certainly not in the ranks of Washington bureaucrats. Remember, I I was in the government, two different agencies, both the Federal Election Commission and the Department of Justice. And I will tell you that the career ranks, the career civil service ranks in, in Washington, They're probably 85, 90 percent liberals, people who like government, who want the government to spend more and more money. Listen, John, you know what would be the best thing that could ever happen to Americans? It would be if you actually got a president in and a Congress that was willing to cut the federal budget by, I mean, I'd say at least a quarter, stop its growth and cut it a quarter. The less money every federal agency has, the less time they will have to actually interfere in our lives and businesses. And that would uh, hopefully focus them on real problems instead of all the other things they're trying to get into.
9: You know, you would think with all these college educated guys, they'd be a lot smarter than to destroy the strongest currency at one time in the country. I, I can't help but notice it seems to be a plot, and we should win every argument based on the principles of Americanism, based on the principles of right and wrong and everything this country stands for. But yet as I read your Twitter, it nauseates me because there are so many people right now. In fact, there's efforts to bar members of Congress from running for reelection. How is this? Are we being outflanked through the marxist status democrat how can they even do this? this is, shouldn't somebody who's a Congress, sitting congressperson be judged by the electorate of their own state? Or has the government become so so habitual in every aspect of every state that we've lost the principles of federalism and they can now bar sitting congresspeople from running?
2: Well, they're trying to do that. Hopefully they will be unsuccessful in doing that. but. Again, the, the, one of the biggest problems we have is you know, what Donald Trump referred to as the swamp. This huge bureaucracy in uh, Washington that consists of all these federal agencies um, whose one per- biggest purpose is to get bigger, to spend more money, to hire more people, and to keep on doing that and to thwart and stop anyone in the White House who has any ideas about shrinking the budget or shrinking the government or shrinking their uh, their overbearing control of our lives and that that is a real problem one that um, we really have to try to do something about. Unfortunately, there's too many people in Congress these days who I mean, aren't uh, who are who, who like that and are willing to make the government bigger and bigger.
9: It seems, um, it seems to the point where we're overconfident, in my opinion, because I remember all of the the efforts you went to to expose so many problems with our last election, and I'm wondering, are you as confident as the rest of uh, the non-Marxist media, the non-Marxist professionals, who are saying, "Oh, it's going to be a blowout in 2022," or are you suspicious after all you've seen? be accepted by the american people when it comes to certain questions and voter outcome
2: i'm hopeful and i'm optimistic but i'm i i don't completely i mean i don't trust the system i think we have to be extremely vigilant in the upcoming election Uh, we need a lot of people in polling places in places where they're counting votes uh, we now lead a lot of folks at the grassroots doing all kinds of things like checking voter lists to make sure that people who are dead aren't on the list, people who live in other states aren't on the list. I, I think with that kind of careful preparation, hopefully the, the choices of the American people, which the polling shows is right now is throw the bums out. Hopefully that will come through, but it's, it's only going to come through if we are extremely vigilant. Uh, and make sure that uh, our elections are properly run.
9: You know, society is always divided by character, moreover than anything else. In your interactions, I mean, I know the Heritage Foundation is very active with young people. Are there enough young people that are as outraged at the specific beneficial charity that's given to those who swear allegiance to the Democrat Party and the statists? Are they aware of it? Are they viewing this college debate in the same way I am and you are? to your experience.
2: Yes, I think there's a very big silent majority out there. You know, we used to, we used to call you know, I used to use that term for the American people. I think there's a big silent majority in universities uh, all over the country. Um and I think the best expression of this, well, I don't know if you saw this, uh but not too long ago a student, a conservative student at the University of Virginia actually had an essay published in the New York Times in which she talked about how she and and so many of her fellow students were afraid to speak up in class, to speak out on campus because of the prevailing liberal orthodoxy there that doesn't tolerate dissent. And I, I, I think that's a majority of students uh, all over the country.
9: I mean, I'm thinking back to when we were kids and how— teachers taught you to be contrarian and suspicious and how those are the same qualities that get you deplatformed in today's society. I'm thinking that if I were yeah. 20 years old facing this, I'd be more irritated than I am right now. Um, but the good news is I have you at the Heritage Foundation, which I love for uh, putting up the fight. And I'm also going to look for you as the elections roll around to keep things on the up and up because we're from Chicago And my mother lived her whole life as a conservative capitalist, proud of her American principles. And she died in 08, and she has been a firm cornerstone of the Democrat base ever since. So I'm hoping you can straighten it out. And Hans, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line because I want Bunny to send you a Sean Thompson hoodie. You are officially my good luck charm because I was doing the show for two hours on (laughs) my cell phone. All right? Thank you very much, Hans von Spakovsky. We will be back with your calls and comments after this.
7: AM 560. Answer.
9: Well it's funny I'm a registered voter in Illinois I forfeited my Illinois license I uh, believe I can't remember how do you get off the voter rolls in Illinois I wonder if that ballot harvesting plays a role in the in that Oh, and by the way, with Stacey Abrams, we, in Florida last year, I signed the bill. We banned ballot harvesting in the state of Florida. We're not allowing that. No way. And we're actually going to do one soon that they passed in Florida ballot harvesting. We're going to increase the penalties to a third-degree felony. We're not allowing this to go on here. I like that. I wonder, um, I know my mother is still a registered Democrat. I know my friend's mother, who died 12 years ago, still gets her voter card in Oak Park. I wonder if my father still has been voting in Illinois all these 20-some years. I guess technically they're registered in two states. I wonder exactly how many times they voted Democrat. Tom in Deer Park. Tom? No dead air. Tom wanted to say he agreed with Hans von Spakovsky, and he wants to talk about Mark Meadows being registered in three states. See, sometimes the problem isn't that if they're registered, it's if they vote in those three states. And if they do... It would be really something if you could narrow in on if somebody voted Republican in the state they live, but yet in the state they happen to have lived in. At one time in their life, they voted Democrat. Would explain how you got 81 million morons, never-Trumpers scum, living, dead, illegal aliens that put in this diaper-wearing dimwit that's soiling the Oval Office. Rich, Indian Head Park.
1: Yes, yeah, Sean, uh, how are you doing tonight? What Much I wanted to now say was I'm a
9: little bit on radio, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. Elizabeth Warren wants us to pay the student loans, right? For the kids that are going nowadays. What happens to all of the people that in the years past have paid their own student loans and were responsible and now suckers. all of a sudden she wants us to pick up their cab Suckers pick up their cab for their student loan.
9: Yeah. Well they're just well, suckers. How is that fair? It's never yeah. you think that anything here in the in the American government is fair? Did you use the fair word? You know who gets to call it well, fair? the corrupt politician gets to decide what's fair of course it's not fair is any of the official positions of the democrat mafia fair i mean look at the utopias they built you call them ghettos but is that fair after all those people have been swearing allegiance to the corrupt mafia for decades look at the sewer of chicago more people shot in chicago than ukraine eight hundred million a week goes to ukraine even though they blow up gas depots and chemical plants It's us that have to abide by their CO2. So let's not use the fair word when you're talking about Democrats, Rich. After all, they're not interested in fair. They're interested in corrupt. That's why anybody, anybody that voted for this diaper-wearing piece of dung, 50-year political whore, and his apparatchiks, you need to go your own way. Live amongst yourself, you rat-failured bastards. 312-642-5600.
7: AM 560, the answer.
9: I'll tell you what. To watch Squirrel Hands, just the stress of hitting buttons. You know, I could be very demanding. And here's the other thing, Squirrel Hands. It's radio. Dead air is your enemy, all right? If you ever encountered it again, no dead air. You always hit this. See? Makes everyone feel good. Little Spanish fly. No dead air. And then um, I know you played it, but I just can't get enough of this clip. I love to watch the Marxist scum hoisted by their own petard. These are the same morons that voted for Sean Kasten in the suburbs. They voted for J.B. Pritzker. They voted for Laura Lauren Underwood.
4: Let me explain. Let me explain. So the women's Penn swim champion is held by a male. And, And the highest female winner ever on Jeopardy is actually a male. Uh-huh. also the, the female who holds the record in women's weightlifting that's a male uh-huh. and the woman of the year that's also a male what am i missing
9: you're welcome to utopia it's why the south side of chicago pretends to be a uh, a democrat success or should be used as an example of a democrat success as they are steeped in their own stupidity bart bridgeport
8: Hey, daddy Oh, it's good to talk to you, man. I listen every day. Oh, I listen appreciate that little because, little
9: you know, more. the phone thing, these first two hours, I tell you what, it was annoying. I feel yeah. great being on radio.
8: Dude, I listen. I Everybody I know listens to you. Oh, we love good. you talk like we talk. Thank you. Here's the thing, man. Elizabeth Warren, I could do 20 minutes, but let's start with this. The media goes nuts every Halloween about cultural appropriation, but she made her bones on steal on she's the the dick blumenthal she's stolen valor there are <laughs> actual issues with um on native americans i mean that's a dark part of our history that needs to be addressed seriously by serious people and we have a moron like her just claiming that her mama and her papa had high cheekbones by the way what are you 6 years old this is ridiculous it's insulting to everyone if she had a, a scintilla of decency she would apologize resign oh and she, disappear. Uh,
9: she she made her money as a corporate lawyer working for credit card companies So that they didn't have to disclose the high interest they were charging to people who were delinquent in that little three-day window from when your payment is due to when you have the grace period. It's a massive increase. So who is she cheating? She's cheating poor people. She also made millions and millions of dollars. Flipping homes from corrupt banks that she had a relationship with, and was able to buy at uh, pre auction in foreclosures after the housing crash. This is the champion of the Democrats. They're morons, and she's a scumbag. That seems to be you the thing. You know what I like to
8: Thank- do though is she's the most disingenuous human being. She's like, no, honey, she's I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get me a beer, and then she holds oh, yeah. the beer like it was a rattle. I just want to see a picture a of big- good
9: old Mama because if she's half as handsome as her granddaughter, that's an ugly family, whether they're Indians or not. Michael on the south side.
2: Hi, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. I hope you
8: and your family are well.
9: Thank you, and thank you Uh, for
2: holding.
8: Oh, thank you. Uh, Well, you mentioned uh, welfare earlier in the show,
2: and it thought occurs to me that uh, so, uh some of the people who either participate who participated in the shootings over the weekend or participated in the uh, the riding over the weekend they'll be in line for at least some of those people will be in line for the uh, the city the the uh, the, the, the 500 uh, month, a month. Income
9: yeah the basic and income. and the gas cards
8: sure yeah and the gas well, why cards. not
9: I, how many How many of the people who carjacked and murdered were recipients of $28,000 a year tuition payments? So, see, this is the problem. And, and, and the other thing is there's no repercussion for bad actions. In fact, the repercussion for bad actions in a Democrat society is they are the beneficiaries of more charity, of more government money. So this is a system, this is a cancer that kills the host. And it is why, I'm going to tell you something, Michael. It is why I believe these areas are riddled with people who have very, very low dignity, regardless of race. Drive through a community of white people who live on government sustenance and see how they live. It steals the dignity because inherently human beings are not meant to be recipients of charity. Sometimes they need it and there should be a charity system. It should be very temporary and completely privatized because the idea you're going to take my hardworking money and your hardworking money and give it to perpetrators who are committing crimes against us, That is a fundamental wrong, a fundamental flaw, and that is the base of the mafia that pretends to be champions for the poor the entire time guaranteeing there will always be poor because of their schemes. Thank you, Michael. Love the call. And after all, isn't that really what we're up against? You're always going to be living in this situation. Now, some people will sell their soul for cheap money. And I don't just mean welfare recipients. I was listening to Nikki Whaley the political whore with the red light camera scheme after all for five thousand dollars this mayor democrat piece of garbage in chicago sold out to a red light camera district to fine and penalize his very constituents that voted for him five thousand bucks he signed out for so why not sign out for tuition payments i mean after all it's not like you were using the education it's not like it benefited you and when you graduated Were you really any better than somebody who didn't? It's not until now you're told you're better.
4: Let me ask you about student loan cancellation, which you have been talking about for quite some time. You want the president to do it unilaterally. Two Obama-era economists, Senator Warren, Jason Furman, and Larry Summers have warned against the president's extension of the student loan moratoriums during this time of inflation, saying, quote, it's regressive and adding fuel to the fire of inflation. You are calling for more, though. Why does this spending make sense at this time when Americans are desperate for prices to come down?
5: Actually, what I'm calling for is to cancel a big chunk of student loan debt. But they say it'll add to inflation. They say
4: that'll add to inflation, Senator.
5: No, actually, not paying student loan debts has already been baked. No,
9: no, 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 no. no. You're not an expert, Elizabeth. They're an expert. And I was listening to your Democrat political tyrant, your technocrat, your whore with a pickle on his face, who was the founder and funder of the Wuhan virus, the Fauci flu. And he says you should only listen to experts. I heard him very clearly. So what
2: about the CDC weighing in on, you know, a, a rental eviction moratorium? No, the Supreme. But the point that I was making that this is a public health decision,
9: and I think it's a bad precedent when decisions about public health issues are made by, by people, be they judges or what have you, that don't have experience or expertise in public health, and, and well, why shouldn't it be the same for economy? I mean, why should these idiots, these lawyers, these morons who can't pay their own debt, like Elizabeth Warren, why should she all of a sudden get to tell you what's cooked in? After all, should we just turn it over to experts? I like that idea. Let's run with that ball. Maybe we'll get rid of these political whores. Three one two six four two
7: fifty six hundred.
9: AM five sixty. The answer. You no, I've only had access the studio for an hour. I feel like it's incredibly fast. Robert Bloomingdale.
8: Hey, Sean. You know, this Elizabeth Warren is such a phony. I mean, first of all, where does she think she's going to get the money to pay for free education when these colleges are out to make money? And second of all, did you happen to see last election cycle? She was taking a page of um, Mrs. Clinton's book, How, and How She Met Her Husband. Well, oh. Prof was playing this, and I almost got sick to my stomach eating breakfast. What you know, do you it's think? Funny.
9: It's funny you said, how are they going to pay for it? Listen, aren't <laughs> the Democrat, the politicians, have bankrupted our nation. We're bankrupt, brother. We cannot exist without them creating more debt on a 30-day basis. That's the definition of bankrupt. Can't exist. So to just give away more buys more favoritism. After all, the people who vote Democrat, they have no principles. None. They could care less about the ramifications. They're willing to force that onto their own future. But think about who we're talking about. What is the pillar of their belief system? You should be able to kill the baby anyway. You think putting it in debt seems to be a problem? I don't think so. Ruth and Elgin.
1: Hi, um, Sean. You know this um, thing about forgiving the loans for the college? Yeah. You know, when a a senior citizen wants to get a break on their House taxes, the uh-huh. real estate taxes. Yeah, you have to fill out. You have to, in order to freeze them. Even you have to fill out an application, and you have to put down everything that you get for an income.
9: Yeah,
1: including what you get for aluminum cans when you take them, and any rummage sales. Yeah. And then these guys are—they want to forgive these students who some these of them not, make. Six you're not the future figures. of the party. That's the problem.
9: You're, you've already outlived your, your usefulness to the Democrat mafia. They've get they got to get a new crop of suckers in. So you're expendable, yeah. Ruth. You're expendable. That's just the Well, fun. I'm going to be around a long time, Sean. Oh, I hope you go another hundred years just to be a thorn in your side. Thank you, Ruth. Take okay. care of yourself. It's not fun to realize that you're living in a society that picks winners and losers. And if you've outlived your usefulness, you're the loser. After all, you're not virtuous. How many of you seniors actually graduated college and you did the old-fashioned way? You paid for it, suckers. Cheryl, Glen Ellen.
5: Hey, Sean, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you can Google it. Federal and state employees get their student loan forgiven after 120 payments, which is 10 years. Yep. Yeah, they could pay like $100 a month, I think, and have it forgiven in 10 years.
9: That's like, like the gangsters of the mafia, the real mafia, when they own taverns and bars, they don't actually pay their bar tab. It's basically the same principle, Cheryl. You've got to start thinking like an outfit guy, and you'll understand the Democrat philosophy. It's an old saying, cut me in or cut it out. And that's what we're really dealing with, a mafia. Thank you, Cheryl. I appreciate it. Are you telling me the show is almost over? This can't be. This, I mean, after all, I had to do two hours on my phone. How many people could have done two hours on the phone? Could you do it, squirrel hands? You could barely hit the buttons when I was telling you. You know, it's your first day back, and you barely made it. Is it too late to fire them? All right, we'll be back in 21 hours.